in the U.S., women purchase more than half of a lot of products that most marketers tend to think of as more male products, automobiles, technology and consumer electronics, it's home improvement. So even in sectors where people don't typically think about women as the core consumer, when it comes to the actual purchases, they're the ones that are making those decisions. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. I'm your host, Katrina McCarter, and I want to welcome you back for season two. To kick things off, we have a very exciting episode where we are going to be talking with Dr. Alison Bryant from AARP. It's a community of more than 38 million people, age 50 plus, and we are going to be talking about advertising to women aged 50 plus. This is a hot topic that I'm seeing out in the marketplace now and one where there are immense opportunities. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Our guest today leads the research centre for AARP, the largest not-for-profit member organisation in the US, which is dedicated to empowering Americans age 50 plus to choose how they live as they age. She represents and advocates for more than 38 million members across America to disrupt ageing as we know it. She is a renowned expert on the impact of media, technology and play on consumers. Our guest today is Dr. Alison Bryant from AARP. Welcome to the show, Alison. Thank you. I have been really excited about having you in on the show, Alison. I loved your presentation at this year's M2 Moms Conference in New York, where you spoke about AARP's Disrupt Aging Project. And I thought that this would be fantastic opportunity for you to perhaps talk through some of your research because I believe it will be really beneficial to many of our marketers and business owners who listen to our show each fortnight. So today I'm really keen to see if we can shape our conversation around marketing to women over 50. So I'm keen to jump straight into things and I want to ask you how lucrative is this market of women over 50? You know, what's the kind of size of the market and how valuable is it? You know, I appreciate you starting there because I think that's a great piece of context to give us for the, the rest of our conversation. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about U.S. numbers because that's where we focused a lot of our research, but I do want to start talking a little bit globally. So if we look at older adults, um, look at people 60 plus, and we look at the runway for that and what we call the longevity economy, we see that in the next 30 years, by about 2050, that population is going to double. And as you can imagine, because women tend to live longer than men, for 60 plus, women are about 53% of that population. So just in sheer number, 
we're seeing tremendous amounts of growth in older adults. Now, when we look in the U.S., and we just tomorrow are releasing the update to our longevity economy study, we see that the 50-plus are an $8.3 million country. They're basically the third largest economy in the world is the 50-plus U.S. population. So that's an incredible amount of economic impact. In the U.S., it's more than half the gross U.S. domestic product by about 2032. And from our perspective, we're always looking at how do we better address that market? How do we better speak to them, develop products for them, and solve issues that they have? Oh, look, I, it's such an interesting space and, and as you put, a really growing market. Have you got any data which would kind of tell our audience of marketers and business owners that they really need to kind of take notice of? I, I'm, I guess I'm keen to ask you, can you talk to me about the purchasing power of these women? Absolutely. And this is one of my favourite parts of my job is uh, myth busting. And uh, so let's do a little bit of myth busting here when we talk about purchase power. So first of all, in the U.S., women control 60% of all personal wealth. So if you're just talking sort of holistically, that's 60% of personal wealth. And interestingly, they purchase more than half of a lot of products that most marketers or, or folks in business tend to think of as more male products. That's automobiles. It's technology and consumer electronics. It's home improvement products. So even in sectors where people don't typically think about women as the core consumer, what we're seeing is when it comes to the actual purchases, they're the ones that are making it and making those decisions. And I think as we look at changes in demography and economics over time, we're also now at a point where in the US, 40% of women are now out earning their husbands. And so we're seeing a lot of demographic shifts in who is adding to the pocketbook, as well as who is purchasing from that pocketbook. Mm, Really interesting. I completely agree with you in terms of these women who are purchasing in traditionally thought of as as male purchases. I was involved in my career, earlier in my career, for repositioning a brand in the hardware industry, as you said, in home improvement uh, to appeal to to women uh, because a piece of research showed that women uh, were actually coming in and making the majority of the purchases in this particular category in the hardware stores that I was specialising in. So couldn't agree with you more. So we've kind of then established that we're talking about a pretty large, growing, lucrative market of women. My marketing to mums research has shown that these women are actually feeling largely invisible in the media and in advertising. And I know that my listeners are really familiar with this because it's something that I write and speak about quite a lot. And I know that you've undertaken a research project in the into the depiction of women age 50 plus in the media. And I'd love you to share a little bit about this disrupt aging research and what your study has uncovered about women over 50. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're you're hitting on a really important topic. And this research was meant to 
set a baseline for understanding sort of how big is the problem of representation of older adults and then specifically older women in the media. Because we know from years and years of, of research around media representation that when people don't see themselves represented, they don't feel a sense of belonging. And they don't purchase products, right? If you don't see yourself shown in that marketplace, you often are not purchasing those products. So we thought that this was really important for us to undertake. So what we did was we looked at online the universe of brand images. So these would have been brands that, or, or brand imagery or stock photography that was out there and really reaching large audiences. And what we found was that there is a big disconnect between the reality of people and women in particular who are living lives and being vibrant and over 50 and the way that they're represented in the media. Now, if anybody or any of your listeners have ever done work in this space and have tried to go look, for example, at stock photography to find good representation of older adults, they, they probably can uh, sympathize with <laughs> our reasons for starting and doing this project. Oh, look, I most definitely can. Yeah, absolutely. And so just to, just to set the stage here, you know, in the US again right now, if we look at the 50 plus, they're almost half the adult population. Right. So they're a really significant part of the of the population, but they're only being shown in 15 percent of brand images. That is shocking. Right. I mean, that just think about that disconnect. So we just talked about their purchase power. Right? And yet they're only shown in 15 percent of images. They are invisible. Marketing to Mums, the podcast, is proudly brought to you by the Marketing to Mums Assessment. This personalized diagnostic report will help you understand how your brand is currently performing in your Marketing to Mums activities. The Marketing to Mums Assessment will clearly identify your gaps and opportunities and provide you with a series of recommendations to attract, engage, and convert more mothers and their families to your business. You can find out more about Marketing to Mums Assessment on the website at www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash assessment. Quite clearly, there's a massive opportunity that is going missing and I'd really love to see, really to give you the opportunity, Alison, to debunk some of the myths from your research because I know that that's something that you love to do and I remember being really flawed with some of the uh, myth busting uh, that you did in your presentation. I'd love to give you the opportunity to share that with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so let's just talk about women first, right? So, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that if you look globally, women uh, or older women are about 53% of the population. And when we looked at, at images of women in the media, we saw that they're underrepresented. Again, they've got the purchase power, but they're underrepresented. About 43% of those images showed women versus 57% showing men, which again, doesn't sound like maybe it's that far off. But when you realize that you really end up with about a 15% delta, that's actually pretty significant in people being spoken to. But then when we looked at specific sectors or specific contexts that people might think of themselves or find themselves in media imagery, that's where we found even 
quite honestly, starker contrast that were in some respects a little bit shocking. So let's talk for a second about technology. And I'm getting all revved up and prepared for the Consumer Electronics Show in a couple of weeks. So I've been thinking a lot about this. And one of the things that we know is that older adults are spending an incredible amount on technology products, right? $84 billion by 2030 is how much they're spending annually. And that they don't have, you know, talking about debunking, they don't have this laggard adoption curve that most people think of. Once they see that technology is important and functional for them, they tend to be very heavy adopters. But only 5% of images are showing people 50 plus using technology. So oh, that's so shocking, right? I mean, come on, you walk down the street, look at anybody who seems to be over 50, they're probably carrying a smartphone with them, right? We know that people have even, you know, basic technology like like smartphones, but they also have home assistants, right? They have a lot of different things. So 5% of those images are showing them with technology, but even more disheartening is how they're shown. So it's not just about the number, it's about what's happening in those in those photos. And what we see is that there's really two kinds of images from a technology standpoint. One is it's showing a younger person teaching an older person or a younger person somehow using the technology to guide the older adults to do something. So not only is only 5% of images, but they're not necessarily really positive depictions of, of older adults. So really disempowering. Oh, incredibly. I mean, it just doesn't seem real, right? You know what your daily life looks like and you suddenly never see, you know, an older adult holding a smartphone. You just kind of go, what? That doesn't look like the life that I lead. And then another really interesting thing that we saw was when we talk about the work context, and we're really hyper-focused on the workplace with older adults at AARP and sort of recognizing some of the issues with the 50 plus and older adults. But we also know that a third of the labor force in the US is older adults, right? But when we look at brand images, what we see is it was only 13% showing them in a work setting. So again, really big difference between the reality and what's being shown. And then again, importantly, and this is going to be a different kind of myth busting, those images tended to show older adults as the leader of the group or as the CEO when they showed them with multi-generational workforces. And that's actually really problematic because one of the biggest issues we're seeing, especially in today's workforce, is that yes, it's multi-generational, but it's not always the older adult who's the CEO or the leader of the group. And in fact, that's where we often get tensions in the workplace is because that's not the reality. And so that's been a big focus for us because we're often trying to help older adults cope or address workplace diversity issues. But again, if we're not showing them even, you know, we're talking about stock photography here. So these are the kinds of things that get shown in workplace brochures, right? If those aren't showing the reality of of the life they're leading, then that's going to be problematic. Now, I remember that there were two really standout stats for me in your presentation. The first one was that 69% of women feel that images are ageist. And the second stat that really resonated with me was that 81% of women feel that their age is underrepresented in the media. Like, there's clearly a massive disconnect here. I'd, I'd really love it if you could tell us a little bit more about the research project to understand from your perspective how women from all generations are feeling about it because I know you actually drilled down and looked at it from a generational perspective and I'd really love you to share that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this to me, this was actually a, a sort of a second piece of this research that we did in partnership with uh, Allure magazine. We're really interested in understanding, okay, if we have these disconnects in imagery, how do women actually feel about that? And then how does it Im impact how they spend their money? And so to your point, you know, 69%, so two thirds of women feeling that media images are ageist, you might think, well, that's going to be older adults, right? We just talked about that big disconnect. It's going to be older women. But what we found actually was that that was not the case. Yes, it was 74% for boomer women, right? So for the older adults, but it was also 64% of millennial women feeling like media images are ageist. And so what we're seeing here, and I hope that this is really the call to marketers, is that there's a need for more authenticity. And there's also a need for showing more multi-generational images of women. So very often you see images of women in groups, but they're only their age. And that is not the reality that most people live in, whether family context, workplace, and even often friend groups where people have friends that are 10 years younger and 10 years older, they're not seeing that sort of example of showing sort of cross-generational vibrant friendships. Mm, super, super interesting. Now, Alison, I actually consult to quite a few brands that are really wanting to explore appealing to mothers over 50 years of age. Um, they really get that there's an opportunity there. They hear me talking about it all the time. We touched on it a little bit earlier that the existing stock imagery seems to kind of go from aspirational millennials straight to really seriously older seniors. And it seems to be a real stumbling block for marketers. And I can really empathize with marketers who are, are wanting to appeal to this age group but just can't find decent stock imagery. Now, I know that you have recently collaborated with Getty Images and can you share a little bit about this collaboration with our listeners? Yeah, I'm I'm so excited about this collaboration. So you're, you're exactly right. It's one thing to tell the industry, well, you need to address folks or you need to show them an imagery, but it's another to actually give them the resources and the creative to do so. So we announced this at Adweek this past fall that we have started a partnership with Getty Images called the Disrupt Aging Collection. And the idea here is it's we're starting with 1,300 stock photography images. And all of those images are meant to add to, let's say the, the visual conversation, right? In the marketplace and really represent what it means to be an older adult today. So for example, one of my favorite stats that always just gets people sort of riled up in a room is that in the US, and we also see this in the UK, and I, I think it's similar for Australia, the average age of a first-time grandparent is around 50 years old. We're a little bit later. A little later. Just, okay, yeah, well, there you go, a little later. Yeah, yeah, we, we are a little later. All yeah. right. And that's even more of a case, right? But if you search for grandparent and stock photography, you are going to get someone who's typically looking more like 65 or 70, right? And so that's one example. We The collection shows older adults actively engaged in entrepreneurship, in um, romantic relationships, including LGBTQIA relationships, in healthcare settings where they're not just a patient, right? Or being part of a diverse work team. So all these things that I was just talking about are problematic in stock photography. We identified with Getty as being a critical issue, they then went out to their incredibly broad 
group of creatives and said, hey, guys, let's start this. So, so we started, we're starting with 1,300 images. You can go on Getty Images and look up the Disrupt Aging Collection. It's a quick Google away and see what's already up there. I find it incredibly inspiring. And personally, I've been enjoying it because it gives me something to use in my presentations out in the marketplace. And every time I've gone out since we've had this collection and I've put my imagery up there, I've had people come up to me after, even if I didn't mention that this is a new collection, and just say, oh, my gosh where did you get those images? Those are so, they're so authentic. They feel so vibrant. They feel like me. Uh, That's fantastic. I'm pretty, I've been just as excited about this release and this collaboration as you are, Alison. And I've certainly been out talking to my clients about it because I know it is a real issue for them. And I've got one of my clients actually who earlier this year had to do their own photography because it's just so hard to actually find great images. So this is an awesome step in the right direction. and, And I really thank you for that contribution. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Now, I also want to talk to you about your research and also that it uncovered that women connect more with age-diverse brands. And I'm hoping that you can share some of these findings with our listeners and also love to know if you broke this down by generation so that we could hear from the different, I guess, the different generational perspectives as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know, we've been talking a lot about purchase power and the reality is, you know, it's great for consumers to say, oh, I want to see age diversity in brands and wouldn't that be nice? But I think, look, the reality is it has to convert, right? It has to, has to go somewhere. And so that was one of the questions that we asked in this research that we did with Allure called Mirror Mirror is we asked them about, well, okay, if brands are going to actually include a mix of age in their ads, is it going to make you more likely to buy? And what we saw was that over three quarters of women said that they'd be more likely to buy from brands that featured a mix of ages in their ads. And there was no difference by generation. Wow. Like one or two percentage points, nothing statistically significant. And I think that, again, so we're talking about millennials, Gen X, boomer. And I have to be honest, even being in this space, I was a little surprised by that. But I think it just speaks to the fact that people want, again, to see their authentic lives represented and multi-generations being together and having diverse ages together is is a part of that. Yeah, yeah, really interesting finding there. 
Uh, can we turn our attention now to loyalty and retention? And I know that this can actually be a real issue for many marketers who are wanting to attract mothers to their brand. Did your research uncover any insights which might assist those marketers? Yeah, we, we did. And I think there's a couple of things. I think there's certainly what this research has shown, but I also think one of the things that we're looking at right now with older adults and older women in particular is that you know, 50 plus includes a lot of really critical new life shifts for a lot of women. And we know as brand marketers that life shift moments are moments where brands can garner new loyalty, right? Or lose loyalty, right? Um, the, the really critical time. So becoming a new mom is a really big one, right? Becoming a grandparent is another big one changing or getting divorced, which, you know, gray divorce is, a, is, a, is on the rise, changing locations of your house, either your downsides or your empty So there's lots and lots. Becoming a caregiver is another really big one for older adults. So these are all moments. These life shifts are all moments that marketers have an opportunity to sort of address women in a new phase of their life or a new piece of their identity and garner some loyalty. Tying with that, we see that when brands are representing them, that you know, about three quarters of women are saying that if they find brands that will represent them or represent people their age, they're going to consider switching to them. That's pretty big, three quarters, right? So, you know, we're seeing that be this opportunity to focus on these critical moments, represent them authentically. You've got a real opening there to bring on some new customers. Have you ever? And just talking about those shifts, I really see uh, women around the age of 50, I call it the awakening. And it's the time in their life where they start to put their own needs first for the first time in a, in a, few, in a couple of decades. They've raised the children. They're generally uh, wanting to, they're more concerned around their health and uh, they start to prioritise their own needs again. And I think that that's an important shift also, also to mention. But uh, you you really uh, explain that well. So, Alison, you've really painted a picture of the older Gen X the ba- and baby boomers, women, being very powerful and an influential target audience that's not only overlooked but fairly misunderstood by marketers. I'd love you to share three or four tips that you would share with marketers to improve their performance uh, with women over 50? What would those be? That's a, that's a great question. So I think there's three three things that come to mind for me. Maybe maybe a fourth if I throw that life shifts comment that I just made uh, a little bit earlier um, in as well as sort of, you know, understand what are these critical life shifts they're going through. But the first is really just to acknowledge that 50 plus woman as a consumer. And I think that's one of the things that I find ironic when you look at the actual flow of money that they're still not considered to be a really critical consumer, that agencies don't focus on them, that there's still a bit of that invisible consumer for, for marketing and agencies. So one is just acknowledge it, understand them, right? And look at them as a consumer. I think the second is then dive deep, understand her, her needs, her motivations, and design for her in mind right? Products and marketing. And what's interesting here to me is this is not actually a big lift. Often we're designing products anyway, but we just need to include her. So one of my big things coming from the research space is when you're doing research, don't cut off your sample group at 49. Include older women 
they're often very interested. Or maybe there's a minor tweak to your product or to your marketing that would open up this entirely new marketplace for you and bring her into the fold. So, or create, if it's a tweak, it could create an entire new product line, right? That's sort of there. So I think that designing for her in mind is going to be a critical piece of it. And then not surprisingly, based on all of this research, just represent her, represent her in your marketing, represent her authentically in your packaging. That's another place where, you know, we see, you know, there's this huge opportunity right now, for example, if we're talking about women of this age in the market for menopause. Yes. Women, half of the population <laughs> goes through this, right? But if you look, for example, at products that are in this, they're still very clinical. Now it's it's moving. This is not a clinical part of a woman's life. It just is, just like, you know, pregnancy for for some women, but this is one that all women go through. So I think those kinds of things of really not being afraid of understanding women and talking to them at this age group and thinking about how they want to be represented and spoken to, I think those are all going to be really critical to do a better job with them. There's some great tips. Thank you very much, Alison. Look, if people actually wanted to learn more about AARP or actually get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Sure. There's a couple of things. So first of all, all of our research that is publicly released, which is the vast majority of the work we do, is available online. So you can go to aarp.org backslash research. And, you know, we have 60 researchers on our staff studying every aspect of older adults. Um, And in fact, we've been doing a lot of work specifically on women in the past couple of years. So if anybody's interested, please go on and look at that work. And and we're happy to deep dive and share more with you. And then people can get in touch with me personally if they want to. My email is abryant at aarp.org or my Twitter is at jallisonbryant. So either one of those, I'm more than happy to to connect with folks, have conversations. And I want to put this out here, you know, we're looking for partnerships. We want to work with brands who are interested in addressing and solving for older adults, whether that's through insights or innovation. Please reach out and uh, certainly interested in having more global conversations as well. Oh, that's a fantastic opportunity for marketers that are listening to this. That's, uh, I can tell you, an awesome opportunity that Alison is offering in terms of partnership there. Thank you very much. And for our listeners, we will make sure that those all those links go up in the show notes as well as the link to the Getty Images uh, collaboration that we were talking about earlier. Alison, it has been awesome to hear your research today to understand uh, just how costly and prevalent ageism is in advertising today. Let's fix it. Thank you very much for being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity and I look forward to chatting more in the future. Thank you. Alison's got some amazing insights into advertising and marketing to women age 50 plus, and I hope you found that valuable. I find this a really extraordinary opportunity in the marketplace that really is going overlooked by many, many brands. So I wanted to ask you, our listener, is there an opportunity for your brand in looking at this market segment? And I would love you to share your thoughts and feedback by leaving us a review. 
that's a great way for people to discover our show but also I love to hear what you liked about the episode so I look forward to reading those see you next time you've been listening to marketing to mums the podcast the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer mums if you have enjoyed this episode please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.